This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. There you go. Why are you laughing, though? Oh, my God, dude. Me and me and Jorge right now are laughing like kids that they would have had to have separated in, like, second grade. Right? We're like, the two of us are crying, laughing at each other over his pick of nine versus mine of ten. Yeah. For Carmelo's average. Yeah. Nine. 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 <laughs> By the way, tomorrow I've agreed to do uh, super playoff crosstalk. Yeah. And uh, you know what uh, Siri told me? Tell me. You're going to regret this. Oh, That's what goodness. Siri said. Well, but and, and it may, like, devolve into just you two idiots taking over. No, no, no. Sedano, how much show can you do tomorrow? I can do a good chunk of the 90 minutes. Okay. Because okay. I'll be doing it from the arena. Okay, so... Awesome. That means, yeah, so I'm going to... I have to leave to go to the arena at 2.45. Okay. So, I'll already be there by then. Okay. So there's going to be some... Oh, what I guess the point is, it is... The whole thing is one big... Super crosstalk. Yes, fusion. Good word. It's a fu- oh, it's I like fusion, that. John. Yeah, Good word. It's a fusion. Right. It's like a little bit of Sedano and Cap and a little bit of Mason and Ireland, and you put them together, and you've got Mason and Sedano you're, and you Cap. You sound like you're doing your Adam Sandler impression. No. No. Oh. Mason and I. Man, my Mongolian barbecue place Mace is closed. Oh, no. No. This is a shame. That's horrible. That is. How are you even going to survive? Mongolian barbecue closed. Wow. Where are you going to eat now? Well, that was for Wednesday night, oh, so okay. I got a couple of days. I'm Excellent. going to someplace else tonight. So, Shadano, you're in uh, you're in Denver. Uh, are you excited for this series? You, you, can you believe it that it, the team went from 2-10 and ten to the Western Conference Finals? Um, well, no, uh, I guess is the short answer, <laughs> yeah, but that's what I thought, but I, I did tell Cappy before the playoffs, um, that there was a path, right? Kind of yeah. like there was a path with the Rams when they were nine and three and everybody was freaking out. Yep. There was a path, including that me. path, that path was yes, including you. That path was just make sure you get on the seven line, because right? That's going to be an easier line. You have a, you've been good against Memphis. You've been good against the Warriors and you don't have to face either Phoenix or Denver to the end. Um, uh, in the West, in the Western Conference Finals, and this is where we're at. Ireland pointed out, and Ireland, maybe you can dig this up uh, again, but it pointed out that this may be the most improbable run in the history of well, North American the, sports, stat, right? Guys, in hmm. the history of the four major sports, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, no team that has finished last in their division has ever made the Final Four in the playoffs that season. Only eight other teams that finished last even made the playoffs. And this year's Lakers have already won more games, eight, than all those other teams combined, seven. So this is, I mean, George, you and I have talked about this before, that the Lakers and the Heat really aren't seven and eight seeds. They just didn't play their guys in the regular season. But the end result is the Lakers are the lowest seed ever to make it this far that has finished last in their division. It's never happened before. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty wild when you see it. I mean, there's only been, um, I think it's th- two teams prior to this season that have made the finals from a, uh, you know, a six seed or lower. That's yeah, the Rockets you, who won. You saw and, one of them when you were living in New York, the eight right, seeded Knicks. And then the Knicks, right. And then, so I, if, the, if either of the Lakers or the Heat advance, they will join that group. So, Shadana, one of the things when I'm watching the games and you're doing them, I'm always like, What's do, do you work on your your looks? Like, do you have like your suits all lined up? I'm going to wear this one, then I'm going to wear. No, this I usually one pick that. them very last minute before I pack. Really? So it's just a throwaway. Whatever. It's just like what color? Well, I try my best. This time it's going to be hard um, because I have a lot of blue and a lot of purple. Yeah. Um, so what I'm going to do is actually I have some that mix the two up a little bit. Yeah. So that way, no one thinks I'm rooting for one side or the other. That's generally my rule of thumb. I try not to wear a color that the teams have, but if I do have to, then I can see if I can make a combination. Oh, wear of some both purple. Teams. Wear some purple, George. <laughs> so there. So my my blue jacket has purple stripes. Okay, good. Okay, good. And then I have a. Uh, well, you're covered kind of a, right there because the Nuggets so I, have blue and the Lakers. Correct. Have purple. And then I have a purple jacket. 
Um, and I will wear like a blue, like, uh, you know, pocket square or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I'll figure yeah. something out. You know, the so. most difficult thing I, I was uh, looking, scooting around online this weekend and I was at my designer, Emma Sohn, and yeah. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to wear for the Mandy's this Shame. year. And I, so, I'm having so, a hard time. So you were looking at me and wondering on like the if other I could night? get an idea. Yeah. Right. Oh, I was wearing a green suit the other night. Oh, actually. a green suit. Ireland, you would never wear a green suit. No, I'm I, not allowed. Yeah. Celtics. Celtics. Oh. I'm trying to figure out something that is like very reminiscent of all these NBA players who we've seen come walking yes. through the door. Yes. My goal is to find something that is a pant jacket combo, but Which no shirt. Which would make sense. But no shirt. Oh, God. No, what? no. Don't you think that'd be cool? Like a really dope pair of sunglasses, some really nice ice around the neck, and then no shirt. <laughs> what? That sounds like you. What? Yeah, I mean, that's very on brand. Yeah, like I'm trying to find that's like something. You, that's like you saying nine. <laughs> <laughs> so no shirt, right? Wearing some ice. Yeah. Jeez. Sunglasses. Sunglasses. Jacket, pants. No shirt. Uh, Shadana, what do you think? The no shirt I mean, thing is just tough to get around. If you want to pull it off, bro, pull it off. Yeah. That's all. Do you, Cap? If you like it, we love it. Okay, how about that? Well, I'm just, I must admit that I have been looking online trying to figure it out. I have been looking like crazy, yeah. and it's really hard to figure out. I, I'm I don't not going to do what I, I did yeah. last year. Well, I, I'm not, I'm not going to like think about this too much. See, George I may is buy smarter it. than us. He's I may just than you buy mean. something new, but it won't be like, I won't put this much thought into it. Here's you our problem. I mean? Here's our problem, Ace. Yeah. Is that last year, you and me... We kind of we already went out. Yeah. Right? See, George last year went conservative. Yeah. Hey, I, I went black out. suit, white shirt. Right. Yeah. Just classy and, and evergreen. Right? right. But you see, we walked down the red carpet all decked out. So now we have to try and outdo ourselves from last year, whereas these guys who took it easy, they're just going to go easy. Right. Then. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's your problem. Well, we've got a responsibility. As, I feel to, like Ireland and I are in the same boat. That's we, your problem. We've got right, a responsibility John? to uphold the silliness of the man. Correct, correct. Guys in the league versus guys yeah, outside. Guys the league. outside the league. Hey, um, when I was driving up today from South South LA, yes, a couple observations that I heard today okay. on the Mason and Ireland Good. show. You know, John, you uh, you talk about how Mace here doesn't like. Uh, obituary radio. Yeah, he doesn't like right? death radio. I gotta tell you guys. <laughs> I gotta tell you guys. As I was driving up, and you were going over a couple of people who unfortunately had passed, yeah. and you were sending out love and tributes. I kind of liked it, and it reminds me. You know, my mother will call me. Yeah, and she'll say, oh, yeah. "So, did you hear?" I say, "No, ma. What's going on, ma?" She says, "Well, you remember in tenth grade." The teacher, and, right, and she starts getting, and I'm like, yeah, ma, go ahead. And then she goes, well, she died. She, <laughs> it always ends right, with that. Yeah, well, yeah. she died. Yeah. I must tell you guys, yeah. I think obituary radio has some appeal. Well, when it is a pro, like Ireland, I d never have a problem with doing obituary radio when it's somebody that, war I mean, like the people you named, uh, Mary Turner and uh, Chris Roberts, obviously are radio legends in this town. Chris right. Roberts. Chris especially. Roberts. I, mean, I couldn't believe it, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I just remember Mason rejects a lot of the ideas that I give him, and, and a standard rule has always been, I don't want to do death radio, so I didn't even put Chris Roberts oh, Turner no, in Oh, no. I have email. no problem with death radio. I have a problem with politics radio. I don't want to do stuff that fringes well, that, on politics. That's another one you have, but the that's, death That's radio. the one you made, you made me take a vow at some point, that we would not <laughs> talk about politics on the show. That's why we don't. Okay. The but, obituary, uh, though, is open obituary, for business. Obituary, I think, is, yeah. I mean, okay. somebody dies. There. Yeah. Somebody dies, we're the guys you want to come to. Okay. Yeah, I, we, I mean, we used to do a death pool <laughs> you know like like who is going next oh you know we don't talk about death at all oh yeah. man yeah. now another observation that i made today that i'd like to share with you gentlemen okay I have an observation. Can I go yeah, next? No, yes, go ahead, George. Please, go ahead. please. Okay. Um, I was listening to Greg, and you guys were talking about crying. Um, yeah. And you both said that Greg doesn't cry, right? He does not cry. Bergman, you never cry? It's very, very, very rare, unfortunately. I was just going to say, like, this, this is um, healthy. I was, no, that's exactly what it's I was going to say. Pent up. You have a lot of stuff in there, if that's the case. Oh, because let it I, out, dude. Let, let it out. out. Yeah, you got to let it out. I will give you a hug. Yeah. If you give me a hug and tell me it's okay over and over again, yeah. I might start crying. Right? I yeah. mean, but it, it does right explain here. a lot, though. Put that Keppola right here, Bubba. what I'm saying, do, Doesn't it explain a lot, though, that he does hold that stuff in yeah. the way he acts with you guys, though? It's, honestly, really it's, it's upsetting that, you know, a guy has problems with his emotions. Right. I, 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 I think that's wrong with people crying. I just it just doesn't happen. Like if I'm Dude, I was crying dogs. watching Ted Lasso last night. Come I, on. It, really? 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 Oh I my god. I didn't see last night. Oh my god. It, it just it, it, okay, so I, I don't want to spoil it Please if someone don't. hasn't watched it. Yeah. 
I mean, when, when does it come out? On Wednesday? Tuesday. Well, Tuesday, Tuesday night. Night. Oh, so it's Thursday. been a week. Yeah, it's, it's almost been, been a week. A, oh, I haven't it, seen this slide, but spoiler away. I'm way, okay. I'm way behind. Okay, so basically, you, oh, I, I, I'm sure you guys have seen that one of the players is gay, right? Yes, I've seen okay. the gay player. Mm -hmm. So I just listened to, and I know this because Israel Gutierrez and I have been friends for 25 years, okay? And he was in the closet forever, much like you, Mace, and then, you know, came out. And, right, and, and, welcome. You know, Mace. that was, I, I've, Thank you. I've, I've known for a very long time prior to him coming out to the public. Yes. So it was a very, like, emotional moment for us all of his friends who knew this and saw him finally feel good about himself sure. in that way right so in this episode all this stuff comes to a head basically yeah. with with this with the player hughes i believe is his last name Colin, um yeah. so Colin, in it, yeah. and just the way that they react the team reacted made me cry because i also happened to be on a flight coming back from phoenix where dan levitard does this like one-on-one -on -one, uh interview thing he calls south beach sessions yes and he interviewed izzy about coming out so i just heard the story again which made me tear up on the plane which i didn't cry because i was in public but then i was watching this episode and reminded me of all the stuff I had just listened to and all the stuff that we went through with as friends of his and then watching the episode made me ball so literally ball for like five a, minutes and that's how personal connection to that so it all f came to a head yeah but it was a that. fictional TV show that he connected right, to right. Right. You're connecting with it because you have a friend that ha was gay and was it was well, he's still gay. coming out well you, no, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you mean to tell me that there is not one thing in your real life right now that has you kids. borderline on the verge of tears. I'll give yeah. you an example. Kids, Bergman, have kids you ever cried it. at a movie? No. Wait. Yeah, go, Bergman. Answer no. that first. I did answer. No, I have not. Never. Cried Bergman. Yeah. Bergman, have you ever? I, today, I was at my daughter's like school recital at I like might, nine yeah, forty-five this morning. So happy she tears. Did, she did a singing solo. Uh -huh. I did not tear up, but I, I I I did not cry, but I did tear up. Like has, doesn't have to do with your kid. Come on. Yeah, come on, no, come on. so no, come on. Riley's going to be in a play on Thursday. I'm actually going to miss What's the Lakers she game. She's going to be in the SpongeBob SquarePants play. You should, oh, you should cry. Play. That's you a should cry at that. Who's she playing? I, I, she is um, Plankton. That's a tearjerker role. Yeah, it's, well, she's, either way, the fact that she's going to be on stage, that might get me to cry because I'm going to be so proud of her. Right. But it just hasn't happened very well, often. It's uh, not because I don't want to, it just doesn't happen. I thought you were going to cry. You in the holiday. You remember Cameron Diaz in the holiday? Oh, okay, I'm not cry. crying at the holiday. It's, no, 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 the movie. No, I saw the, the movie. No, I've seen Cameron the movie. Diaz was incapable of crying. Yo, yeah, I'm like her. Yeah, yeah sure, you're yeah, like sure. her. I thought way, he was going to cry earlier. By the way, Pepe Mantilla says, yeah. I cry every time that I see MT. That's, <laughs> that sadly I, is true. I thought you were going to cry earlier on today's show. Oh, my God. When Steve Mason referred to your mom as Mama Fun Pants, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to start crying. That's and a funny it, name. it actually um, had me thinking. <laughs> About Mama Fun Pants? Well, yeah, because, okay, so Bergman, George, you hear about this? Did you see the post this weekend? Bergie, his did. brother, yeah. the little baby, yeah, yeah. and his mom. Very Everybody's lovely sticking family. their tongue out. Yeah. Beautiful family, right? Well, apparently everybody goes on his comments and they say, hey, your mom's hot, right? And mom is 70, and Bergman doesn't know how to react to this. Bergie, I was thinking this, though. It's me, it's Ireland, it's Mason, it's Shidano. One of us was going to become your stepdad. Oh, my God. Jesus. Like you always do this. Like, Laura's right. You're just that little bit of extra. Oh, Every if everybody that's thinks gross. his mom is so hot, that's gross. And he had no, to pick no, one no, of us no. as his stepdad. No, I you don't think? No, I... Reasonable question. Thank you, you John. You, wait a minute, Ireland. You think it's reasonable? <laughs> you I, would. No, think not only do reasonable. I think it's reasonable, yeah. I, I, Lindsay's I, right. Nasty. You would think it's reasonable. I, I want. Bert, are you kidding? I work for the Lakers. Everybody that comes to our games comes with their niece to the games. But this would be in reverse. Come yes. on, Bergie. Come on. Uh, Bergie, one of the no. four of us. Okay, so you have to accept one of the four of us as your new stepdad, but the oh. good news is you get to pick. Who are you taking? I get to pick? All right, so then I, and I have to because I have to accept the premise. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's it's Cap, no, right. it's Cappy. Oh, it's really? Cappy. Cappy. Not fast. He'd be fun. I'd have I would a not great be fun. You're telling me I would not be fun? No. Oh, you you're a, you're outside uh, of the show, off the show. You're I'm not the fun. Most, you're I'm the most fun person I know. <laughs> no, 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 outside outside the show, you're not fun. Cappy is fun all the time. Hey, wait a minute. He's fun true. all the time. Why do you think I'm not fun all the time? Because Wait, Mace, outside the show, even you admit you're a recluse. Right. No, I'm not a recluse. I'm at a bar for every Lakers game. If we well, go, as we go as sit of at a, a game. Month ago. If I sit at a game with you, a Dodger game, you're not talking to me. Well, I don't want to. Cappy's I, talking. I, I'm locked into a game. I want to watch Cappy would right. talk to himself. Yeah. <laughs> no, Cappy, Cappy's that guy muttering. <laughs> muttering to himself. Mason, on the show, you might be the funnest of the four of us. Off the show, you're dead last. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree with that. That's actually probably true. What do so, you guys even know about me? What you, you don't know, know about me? me? You don't know me. 
You don't. Y'all don't even know me. I, I also like look, you're on Ricky Mason, Lake. Yes. Mason, I don't know how many. I don't think you and I have ever hung out um, at other than like your house parties where you're tending to everybody. Correct. So, yes. By um, the way, one coming up July the 22nd. I find nice. you fun when we go to hide. When we go to hide. Right. Exactly. So right. I, here, here's what I would say. In my interactions with you socially, you've always been fine, but I've never just been you and me like Greg has at a ball game. But Morales also has the same um, thoughts of you at a ball game. He says you're boring at a ball game. I'm watching the game. Right. I go to a game to watch a game. I don't go to talk to Chris Morales. But baseball is like social though like it's not like a basketball game where the action is constant like there's there's natural moments in a baseball game to have a conversation yeah, I was to, do you talk do you talk at, at rams games or are you just dialed into the game oh i want and i talk i you know i bitch about players and stuff like right that. but are you listening to like jb long or are you just oh you, no i'm just watching okay. the game if i sit point. next to you at a dodger game and you don't want to talk to me can i text you i talk to you oh thanks can i text you just wondering if you'll look at your phone. Yeah, I look at my phone. Okay, so yeah. I can text you if you don't want to yeah, talk to me. Yeah, these guys think I'm no fun because I won't join their group texts at 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, I'm not doing group texting at 10 o'clock well, at night. I'd I mean, like yeah, to do that. You're probably not very coherent either. No, I'm point. not. I'm, I'm not, not coherent. And, and by the way, and it's it's late. I'm not. There's a cutoff time for texting. I want to be in a group text. There's I'll a, text 24-7. No, uh, there's no, a cutoff no, time for texting. No, I think it's 9 no. o'clock. You don't text no. after 9 o'clock. Why can't I be in the text? Well, you, we could put you in and replace Mason. We can put you in respond the, anyway. All he no, does, you don't want Cappy in there. You're going to get all sorts of stuff in there all the time. <laughs> well, it sounds more interesting than what we get with Bergman. We're oh, wow. Bergman's game analysis, one-sided. It's just Bergman. <laughs> one-sided. <laughs> right? Yeah, one-sided. In other words, you're putting out game analysis on our group text. Ireland's ignoring it. I feel well, Ireland's doing a game. Uh, Jorge doesn't participate. He, he's not at the game. And then, and then for me, I'm like, I feel... I send you pity texts because you're sending oh, all these texts. Send you just, text. and I you just send don't have text. anything to respond to. How about this game, huh? It's like <laughs> that kind of stuff is what I text because Bergman's like in a one-sided text conversation. I'm, I'm sorry that you can't handle the It's text. like a solo text. group text. If you had something to respond with, then maybe it would be better. Yeah. All right. You can't handle the text. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Shadano, what are you? Uh, are you going out to party in Denver tonight? Is that where you're doing? No, I'm flying out right after the show. I'm still in L.A. Oh, you're still oh. now. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. My flight is like eight o'clock, so I'm, I got to haul ass as soon as we're out of here. So we went through all the experts. I wanted to point out you cannot make a prediction, right? Because you're well, working I, the I'm series. on the series. Like, so it's weird because I got to meet with both coaches like yeah. privately. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I don't. Like, I don't want to make a, a, a prediction because then, you know, not that they would think that because both guys are really good guys, but I just don't need that drama. You know what I mean? I'm working right. the series. No pick. Yeah, I picked the East series. Think, George, it's the fan bases could make a big deal out of it. You well, that too, but for sure. But that too. Now, I picked the East series because I'm not working that series. Right. Who'd, Who'd you pick? pick? I picked Heat and Seven. Oh, and man, seven. that would be unbelievable. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's the Heat or the Celtics. Either way, it works out perfectly, assuming the Lakers make it. Oh, my God. If it's if it's Lakers-Celtics, it's unbelievable. You know, if uh, if the Heat make it, I'm thinking that we're going to do Sedano and Cap from Miami. That's going to get sponsored, Mace. That's going to – I mean, I, I would certainly <laughs> – I think have, you're, have you're trying to do a LeVar ball and speak it into existence. That's yeah, right. Like, That's right. I, I hear it like this. Sedano and Cap on South Beach for the NBA Finals is being presented by Yamava. I mean, uh, what do you guys say? Oh, yeah, we're talking. talking. Right. Or I could do it like, like a Sports Center commercial. Sedano and Cap in South Beach is being brought to you by Coors Light. Icy cold refreshment when the mountains are blue. Coors Light. Do you know they we still use that voice guy on they Sports do. Center? Yeah. They still use that. Yeah, I right. watch Sports Center every day. That guy's still there. Right. Oh wow. Yeah, he's still and he's sounds very happy. Right. He sounds. The guy's been getting happy. paid for thirty years. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, guys, well, Michael would definitely rather go to Miami than Boston. Although I did see him pick Boston. Yeah, I think Boston's going to win that series. Yeah. Come on, Miami. I mean, Boston is definitely the more talented team, but there is an inherent advantage that Miami has is Eric Spolstra. I mean, it's not even close. Like it, that that is a, the biggest mismatch of any coaching uh series we've had. You hear that? I did. I and I look, he's in the league, so I got to I got to take that as as a fact. I mean, Joe Mazzula for God's sake, Marcus Smart is telling him we're literally working with him together. Yeah. I mean, that's a real quote. That's not me making that up. So uh we're going to we're going to kind of wrap here. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're going to kind of wrap. Really? Yeah. Just like done. I'm just, yeah, I, I'm just out ready of to go. I, because here's the thing. Yeah. I've got to go out and have fun. Oh, I've got to go oh, out. And wait, I'm before you go, you, may, you may want to hear this. Yeah. Or do you want to, you want for us to talk about it on the other side? Beto has his hangout rankings. Oh. Oh, his hangout. No, I want to hear him. Okay. Okay. So wait. number four, it's the four of us. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Is Ireland still there or is he gone? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. here. Ireland's here. Okay, number four is you, Mace. Oh, shit. And he writes, Wow. <laughs> wow. That is brutal. Hmm. Yeah. Number three, Scott Kaplan will ghost when find someone more important and famous. Sedano, <laughs> 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 number two, fun guy. Yeah. Number one, John Ireland, he pays. <laughs> That's true. Well, that is true. That is true. Oh, Very good. Go where, the, go where the money is. Very good. Way, I don't need. I don't need to party with. I've never partied with Beto. Now I'm oh, not I have. going to. It's I'm fun. not going to party with Beto. Oh, now. Beto's fun. Yeah, I, I can't do it now. Now that yeah. he's ranked me fourth and put zzz. All right, uh, All right coming, up, coming up next for you is uh, Shadano and Cappy. We are back tomorrow with Super Playoff Crosstalk, me and Ireland till 2.30. Then uh, Shadano, Cap, and me until 4 o'clock when pregame starts for game one of the Western Conference Finals. Uh, see you tomorrow, 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Yeah, come on. Bing, ba da bump. B da da doo ba da bop, pick a doom, ba da bump. Bing, ba da bop, ba da bop, pick a doom, ba da bump. Bum, be not bop, ba da bop, pick a doom. You ready, Cappy? Dude, I can't even believe it. Ready for some wackiness? I feel like I may be, but I just can't even really believe we are where we are. In fact, dare I say, what a fortunate moment we find ourselves in, George Sedano. Yeah. I told you there was a path. And here we are. The path is here. We've arrived at the path. This path right here, this one that I'm looking at right here, this nicely manicured path. We're going to go down this path. Yeah. This is all you wanted. You wanted two teams in the first two rounds, in theory, that you have had success against after the trade deadline, which they did. And they had an inherent advantage against. And you didn't have to face Denver or Phoenix until the end of the Western Conference. Yeah, and Denver is a team that, very frankly, I'm going to say most of us, uh, I'll call us the outsiders of the NBA, we kind of still have that look like, yeah, okay, Jokic, back-to-back MVPs, yeah, they've been in the postseason, but we don't look at them as like championship caliber, you know? Mm -hmm. And that, by their own coach's admission, is because they haven't been able to do it. Yeah, but but they're really good. but, But you have said... All season long, because you've been traveling around and you've been seeing these teams, and I know you did a bunch of Nuggets games during the year, you've been cautioning us all season that they're really good. Yeah, and I've done two of their playoff games, too, and they're really good. So how are the Lakers going to do this? How are they going to beat Denver? Oh, Cappy. Yeah. In the 430 segment, we have a new set of keys. Five keys. Five new keys. You hear that, Mace? Not 11, five. Yeah, new, new, new door, right? So you got to get five keys okay. for the door. It has five locks on it. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So actually, if someone wants to create that Photoshop, feel free. A door with five locks. Five keys. Because we got five keys coming your way, Jack. But but before we get to that, Cappy, I think that we're on the um, apology tour today. Who's the we? The Laker apology tour. Who's we? Well, I, I'm, not just, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying people. Okay, I just wanted to know if I was part of we. Well, I mean, not really. I don't believe so unless, unless I'm missing something, but... All season long, going back to last summer, probably around this time, Mm -hmm. a year ago, Mm -hmm. I was telling you over and over, Cappy, they got to make full sale changes on this team. This team is going nowhere fast after this 30 and 52 season. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. They bring this team back. This is not going to work. Okay. And, and you don't need to apologize because you eventually came to the right side. I did. You you weren't you're not one of these stubborn people that stayed you know committed to the to to your side, but.
But well, I couldn't help myself. You know, the whole rush drama was just too good like for it. me. I get it. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're like you love the reality show stuff. I get it. I get it. It's okay. I actually um, been thinking about Russ. I wonder what Russ is up to right now. I mean, probably chilling is my guess. Watching his team make it to the Western Conference Finals without him. Um, I don't know. Maybe hanging out on vacation with his family. Okay, gotcha. I, nonetheless, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's what I would say. Tell me. I kept saying you're going to waste another year of this man's career in LeBron James. He's 38 freaking years old. There's not very many chances left to bite at this apple. Okay. Like the tread is running off the tires, literally. Like he's not, he's not going to be able to carry a team. And you were like, but he's superhuman. He's LeBron James. And That's you weren't right. the only one. People were screaming, LeBron, I thought he was the greatest. And I'm like, yo, he's already doing stuff at 38 that nobody's ever done statistically in the league. But the impact is 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 lessened because he's 38 years old. He, he can't do it the same way anymore. Can't carry the entire team on his back like he did even just a couple years ago. That's not possible at this stage. He needs help. And it was a kind of a watershed moment, I believe, in our relationship where you finally started to realize that at some point during the season. <laughs> really? We had that watershed moment? Yeah. Like we're, I, in the, I, we're in the watershed, you and me, and we're talking about the water. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, we're hanging out in the shed. And right. This is some good water right here. Yeah. Your water is actually better than my water. I'm coming over to your side of the water. You, you realize this water tastes good. You know what? This is the type of water I need in my life. It's healthier. It's better for me. It's more reasonable. Yeah. Um. You know, all that stuff. It's been properly filtered. Correct. Yeah. But look, and here, the, here's the thing. You, you did say it. One of the most important things you just said in that was... You did say, I grant you this, he's 38 years old, and every year that you have this man, you try to pursue a championship. And if I'm being honest about it, what I was saying was, you know what, I don't really think they can do enough with this roster to turn it into a championship roster. So for me, I'd rather just have him out there working out, exercising, and we'll fix this whole thing in the offseason. I did not know, and I'm not sure everybody else knew either, that A, Rob Palenka would be able to make the moves that have put the team where it is today, and B, that this team would be able to come together the way it has to get to this point today. So I admit it. I didn't really think they could do it. Well, here's the thing. All I kept saying was just put players that fit around him and Anthony Davis. Just do it. Just put the players that fit. The the team was built for the last two offseasons in a way that, didn't fit the the best two players on this roster. Like, it just didn't even make sense. And I know last offseason, they were just kind of sitting on their hands, kind of trying to figure out what to do. Um, and they did make additions, don't get me wrong, uh, but the big addition, right, or subtraction in this case, um, was not done during the offseason. But they added Lonnie Walker and Troy Brown Jr. and guys that did help them um, at certain points during this run, right? Like, whether it was the season, the playoffs, whatever, right? So they did do some stuff along the margins that did okay for them. Now, the other part of the equation, Cappy, was he's, again, he's not going to be able to do this forever. So you need to put functional parts around him. And finally, to your point, they did it. It, And then the question was, oh, my God, there's only 23 games left in the season. They're the 13th seed. Is there enough time to make this thing work? And that was our dilemma for weeks, right? Upon weeks, upon weeks, until they finally did uh, cement themselves into the proper situation, won the playing game, boom, seven seed, good to go. But but it wasn't just, you know, um, is there enough time? It was also... The injuries. Correct. So not only was there a limited, a finite amount of time, but you were going to have less of that time with LeBron because he was hurt, and D'Angelo Russell was hurt and missing games, and so there was NAD. Not- Yes, but AD missed a couple of games, in fact, just because of back-to-backs. So there there wasn't an ample amount of time necessarily to create team chemistry, which right. all happened, by the way, right. in about the last eight games of the season to where but we are today. This is where I'm going to give Rob a lot of credit. He did find guys that fit so well that they didn't need a ton of time to have chemistry. Like, they could figure it out. Um, a little bit on the fly. They did have some practice time um, but and, and a few games in there to get it done. But the pieces fit so well. That's why I want to give Rob credit here. Um, you know, it took you a minute, but you got there. I'll give you that, okay? It took you probably way longer than I was comfortable with, but you got there. 
Um, Boy, backhanded but, compliment right there. I mean, it's the truth, though. It's not a backhanded. It's the truth. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't turn back time where I was screaming for, a, you know, for seven months about trying to get uh, you know, longer than that, actually, for nine months trying to get this roster right. But he did it. So he deserves credit for that. So I think that the apology tour is on. People owe me a little bit of an apology, a little bit, just because people were screaming at me, you're so negative. Why are you always bitching and moaning about the front office? You know, so I deserve a little credit for that. Who do you Robbed want it from? It? Tell me who you want it from. I'll get no, it for just, you. Just, no, the, you tell me names and I'll go get it for you. No, I don't remember the names. If you tell me names of people who owe you an apology, I'll call them directly myself. Just, just a lot of people on Twitter. All right. So anyway, uh, and then Rob deserves an apology because, like I said, it took him a minute, but he got there. I'm and sorry, he did it. Rob. My bad. Okay. And I said that too. I'm sorry, Rob. You got it right. And, but we're not the only ones that deserve an apology. There's another person in the media. Friend of the show who deserves an apology. I'll tell you who that is next. Plus our new keys. Five new keys for this Denver series. That's coming up here in just a second. In a second hand store. Raspberry Beret. second. I needed like a couple of seconds. And then all of a sudden it started to come back. She wouldn't wear much more. Do it, George. Come on. Raspberry Beret. Uh, uh, uh. I think I love her. Nice. People were very impressed with me hitting the high notes of some song we did the other day. I got people that approached me about that. I uh, had a person come up to me this weekend and said, I really love the fact that you guys are all such accomplished vocalists. Yeah. And I said, I appreciate that very much. And you obviously understand real talent when you hear it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, now, Cappy, we understand real talent here as well, which is why we bring on certain people on the show. We love to bring on our friend Kendrick Perkins. Is mm -hmm. that correct? I love Kendrick Perkins. I think he's hilarious. I think he's smart. And I love his beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back on February 9th. Feb okay, 9, Feb 9, 2023. On, mm -hmm. on, a, on uh, NBA Today, mm -hmm. okay, mm -hmm. the trade deadline had passed and they asked about the Lakers deal, right? And Kendrick Perkins said, I really like this team. Like, I think their ceiling can be the Western Conference Finals. And he was absolutely laughed out of the room on national television. Okay? So when I said we're on the apology tour, it was, you know, a little bit of an apology for me, apology for Rob Palinka. But Perk, Perk deserves an apology here as well before we get to our five keys. Hit it, Laura. They actually could make it to the Conference Finals uh, with this roster. I think a healthy... <laughs> AD along with LeBron James, I, I think they could make a push. And I don't see why, like, you feel any different. Like, LeBron James playing at the level that he's playing at along with AD and the additions that they have, mm. what makes you think that they're not better, Richard? They are 5-5 five and five in their last 10 games. They're 13th yeah, they gotta, in the West. Out of how many probably teams? about Out of how many teams? Out of how many teams? 15. But out of 15, on. they're 13th in the West. And this man set up here and told America that they could possibly make with the, the new conference additions, finals. With the new additions, they added, the gap they is not that Vanderbilt. Far. They, added, they added Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell. And now these dudes are a conference finalist. And when you're yeah. talking about Memphis, you're talking about Denver. You're talking the about the Phoenix You're talking about the Phoenix Suns. You're talking Dallas. With this team, they are a contender. They're a contender for the postseason. That's what they are. Like, right now, if they, if they play, you just said conference finals. First of she asked, what was their ceiling? Their ceiling is the postseason. <laughs> now, we also love Richard Jefferson around here, too. But as you know, I love to fight Richard Jefferson, too, just like Perk does. But, um, yeah, Perk was right. Well, look. I think the one thing that Kendrick Perkins did consistently throughout the season, if you followed his analysis, was he always believed in LeBron. He always believed that if LeBron had the right guys, he could... And if LeBron and AD were healthy, he even said that in that piece, if you had these two guys healthy and you put the right kinds of players, he believed that LeBron could lead... Even if they revamped the roster in the middle of the season, most other people, George, um, Richard included, most people did not believe. And by the way, most people were praying for their downfall. That's a cool phrase. I just incorporated it and it sounded flawless. You know, there's a Machine Gun Kelly album named that, just saying. No, I didn't know that, now but you know. I wanted to use it at some point and it just, <laughs> just happened. Now you know. You hear that, George? Prayed for their downfall. 
Okay. That was okay. Richard Jefferson. Yes, why, it was. Why did you just call him Richard Jefferson? Because in Espanol, <laughs> we don't pronounce the J's more often oh than not. Gosh. That's why. That's actually not true. Oh, okay. Then Richard Jefferson. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My B. It would actually be, if you were trying to do it in Spanish, it wouldn't be yeah. It would be he. Oh, Richard Hefferson. It would be like an H. It would be Richard Hefferson. Hefferson. See, okay. that's what I meant. Correct, Laura? Yes, you are correct. See. Yes. Mm-hmm. See. So you got to learn the language correctly. Well, I will just say this. To, to Kendrick Perkins' credit, he, I believe, this is just the way I feel about it, George, as a viewer, he believed in LeBron's ability to create team chemistry uh, and will a team to the Western Conference Finals because he's he's proven that he can. The question was, did he have the players around him? And at the time, he didn't. But at the trade deadline, Perk actually looked into his crystal ball and said, they could be this when everybody else laughed. So you want us to apologize to Perk too? Yeah. Sorry, Perk. Okay, good. On behalf of Richard Hefferson. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dog. Um, all right, Cap, you ready for some keys? I am so ready. All right, let's hit some music. We need music for this, right? We need. Yeah, there we go. Of course. I mean, that's it. That's just the one right there. Oh, we're going to go ESPN music okay. for this. Okay. And so I'm right. excited about the other one. No, no, it's fine. Either one works. I'm good with either. All right. So since the series is on ESPN and ABC, let's do it here. Okay. All right. Key number one. That's the obvious key. Okay. Ooh, I like that. Got to shake sounds. up the keys right here, George. Got to make sure I'm getting into the right hole. Yeah. Cap, why? Why? Phrasing. Keys. Phrasing. You have a whole bunch Phrasing. of keys. Phrasing, man. Phrasing. You the key thing, and then you try to around with the key. I got to get Phrasing. I can't be the only one that thought the same thing Lindsay thought. That's for sure. You guys, man. You no, guys got man, dirty was, minds, uh, man. No. You guys got dirty minds. Yeah, Laura thought the same thing. I mean, but I'm known for that, so that's why <laughs> that's I fair. get out of Late that. night with Laura. <laughs> she is known Instagram. for that. You're darn yeah. right she is. All right, the first key, AD versus Jokic. That's mm-hmm. the obvious one, right? Right. Um, the thing about this matchup, though, that I want to get your get your opinion on is this. Look, I keep reading this, that back in 2020, when it was toe-to-toe, Jokic versus AD, AD won that battle. Well, not really. Well, scoring-wise, AD No, the averaged- guy who actually roughed up Jokic in that series was Dwight Howard. No, what I'm saying is, is that AD scored like 31 points per game in that series. And Jokic scored like 21. So what I'm asking is this. I keep reading this from everybody, but Jokic is so much better now than he was back then. Oh, there's no question he's way better now. Yeah. But I wonder what happens when you take the best offensive player, Jokic, thus far in the playoffs, and you put him up against the best defensive player, AD. Uh, Well, we're about to find out. So there you go. All right. Um, But what I would say is this, Mm. is Anthony Davis... I believe in that series when he guarded Jokic, Jokic was 8 of 17 okay. uh, against him. All right. uh, when they matched up as the primary defender, which isn't always the case. Sometimes there's multiple guys on, on him or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. But I think that ultimately when you look at um, this matchup, you're right. Nikola Jokic hasn't just been good. He hasn't been great. He's been out of this world good on offense. The guy is a living, breathing triple-double as a center. The guy here. Here's what a coach told me about Nikola Jokic. Okay, uh, a coach that has faced him uh, in these playoffs. He said he's like a quarterback. He throws guys open. He throws to spots where they're supposed to be, not where they are. And he hits guys in his pocket, in their pocket, their shooting pocket. He's really good, man. Like it. It. He's a different player than the one we saw in 2020 because he was 25 back then. He's 28 now. Jokic, 31 points, 13 boards a game. Uh, Amazing. He's had an incredible postseason. But has he seen or gone up against the best defensive player thus far, which is Ben AD? No. And here's the thing. Anthony Davis should be able to score this team, um, this team, which I'll get to in a second, has a, the Denver Nuggets, that is, has a deficiency that should lead to AD at the very least playing Jokic to a stalemate, okay? Okay. The next key. There we go. Thank you. Got to figure out which key goes in which um, little thing that you put the key in. Yeah, the lock. Okay, lock. lock. Thank you. Let's use lock. That'll be the case. Um, The next key is Aaron Gordon, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. 
Aaron Gordon versus LeBron. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you're probably thinking, wait, Aaron Gordon versus LeBron? Like, what are you talking about, dude? Well, Aaron Gordon historically has held LeBron James to 39% shooting, which for those of you scoring at home, not good, okay? Aaron Gordon is also coming off a series where he did really good things defensively against Kevin Durant. Aaron Gordon is far more athletic than both guys at this stage of his career. Um, He is built physically to be able to at least match up with those type of guys. And that the LeBron's success will be predicated on how Darvin Ham can get him off of Aaron Gordon. Okay, that to me will which I'll get to the coaching stuff in a bit, too. But those two key, those two Cappy, big key, the way they match up against each other, particularly Aaron defending LeBron. So, you know, you just don't usually see anybody kind of built like LeBron. And I'm not saying that Aaron Gordon's a, a, a he's not exactly built like LeBron, but he's big. I mean, he's tall, six, eight, weighs like 250. He's very long. OK, I'm not trying to play like analyst here, but. He has played really good defense, but he's by himself, George, because if he if he doesn't do it, I don't know that they've got anybody else that can really stay on LeBron. No, no, they don't. I mean, they'll I mean, come on, they're not gonna throw I mean, in theory, they can throw Michael Porter at him, but Michael Porter really doesn't defend all that well. But yeah, Aaron Gordon is the guy. He is a key. If he gets into foul trouble, they're in trouble. But if he has his way with LeBron, then the Lakers could be challenged in those particular games in this series. All right, next key. Lakers are going to need more consistency from the others, okay? In my opinion, Denver has more consistent impact role players in this series. What does that mean? Um, I don't think of Jalen, uh, Jalen, Jamal Murray uh, and Michael Porter Jr. as role players per se, okay? But I do think of Aaron Gordon as a role player, and I've already told you his importance. Plus, uh, he does a really nice job on offense, Jokic does, of getting him easy buckets at the rim, and you know he's an incredible leaper and finisher at the rim. Um, then they've got a guy that Lakers fans are certainly familiar with in KCP. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a stalwart for them, both on offense and defense as a prototypical three and D player. Bruce Brown has also been the same in that regard. So not only do they still have Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. that can put the ball in the basket, but they got those three role players that can impact the game in a significant way, both on offense and on defense. Whereas the Lakers... You've basically had LeBron and AD play really well for the most part or well in these games. And like one other guy is showing up. Maybe two other guys is showing up. And you need you need some consistency there, okay? You can't just have Austin Reeves has a good game and then he has a crappy one the next one and D'Angelo Russell is up and down or Schroeder. Like you need a couple of guys to be consistent to match up with them. I'm pushing back on this one. I'm going to say this. Um, it goes back to my 1-1-2 theory. Your best player has to win you a game. That's AD. Your second best player has to win you a game. That's LeBron. And you know what? Your team has to win you two games. And actually, I don't even think my theory's any good anyway because I even think that when LeBron scored 30, that was a great team win on Friday night. Reeves contributes. D'Angelo does um Schroeder got thrown out so he didn't score very much but just again you had another 13 points from Lonnie Walker to me the best thing that's happened to the Lakers is they learn to win close games down the stretch and every night it seems to be somebody other than LeBron and AD stepping up so yeah I, but I that, like Denver, I like the Laker role players Denver has more of them that are more consistent okay so that's a big problem I think for the Lakers in and this they series. have more star power too they do they have three guys that they can depend on um as opposed to two um, so to me, that that Denver is the better roster um, if we're looking at it overall. They the Lakers have arguably two of the best three players in the series. So that it'll be interesting to see how that works itself out. All right, we got two more keys. We're gonna take a break, Cappy. We're gonna get to the two more keys, and then we're gonna go over what the hell happened in the East, including Doc Rivers with another monster disappointment. So let's get to all that coming up in two minutes. You know this song, Cappy? This is like old. Dude, everybody not, in this studio right now old. is just, yeah. just jamming right now. I'm going to take my time. Yeah. yeah. By the way, happy birthday to Emmett Smith, 54. 54 years old. I saw Emmett last week at the Kentucky Derby. I wasn't there. I just saw him on TV. Oh, I was just going to say, were you there? No, I wasn't there. Oh. But he looked smooth. Way to go, Emmett. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good song. Yeah. It really is. I haven't heard this song in a long time either. What's the name of the artist who sings this? Eve. E? Eva. Eva. Because like I, I would have thought if you would have said to me. Like Adam sing, and Eve? Yeah. If you would ask me who sings this song based on the way it sounds, I would have said like, uh, 
What's the one the girl she had the, the eye black and then she tried to burn down Andre Risen's house? Oh, Left Eye. Left Eye. Left Eye. What band was she in? What TLC. Group? TLC. TLC. Yeah. I would have thought that was TLC. Yeah, but you, he, this is even uh, Gwen, your girl Gwen Stefani. Oh, really? Yeah. I like I Gwen that Stefani. Girl. Yeah. I like oh, Gwen really? Stefani. Yeah, I didn't know that. I did not know that. I, just, yeah. I didn't hear. Uh, I didn't hear Gwen By Stefani the way, in that song. Christopher said in the previous segment, it's National Chocolate Chip Day, as you know. Dark chocolate chip. For me. Well, I mean, anybody who has milk chocolate chips, I mean, you guys are a bunch of little babies. Well, bunch of I mean, children. milk cho- chocolate chips is probably the one place I will give you a mulligan because chocolate chip cookies can be uh, semi-sweet or, or sweet. Well, look, I mean, if you like milk chocolate, let me change your diaper, little boy. Okay. I mean, come on. Seriously. You're like a little child. Only children eat milk chocolate. Grownups eat dark chocolate. We've learned this. We right. live by but that. Chocolate rule. chip's probably the one place I'll give you. Tell you right now, my daughter makes her her legendary banana bread with the chocolate chips in it. Got to be milk chocolate. Sorry, okay. I mean, but in in desserts, I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Like in in like chocolate chips are part of other desserts. You will accept that. Yeah, okay. I, that 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 is acceptable. But as a standalone, it has to be dark chocolate versus milk chocolate. Correct. Got it. Standalone dark, involved in something else could be milk. Correct. Got it. Okay. There are yeah. rules. There are rules. Yeah. There you go. All right. All right can I, give me the music back so we can finish the keys and then get into uh, Doc Rivers being a disaster. Again. Can you give me the first three keys before we get to the last two keys? Sure. No problem. Uh, just to review the first three keys, the AD versus Jokic matchup. That's obvious. LeBron versus Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon has historically defended LeBron very well. Uh, the Lakers are going to need more consistency from the others um, because I believe Denver has more consistent impact players on this roster. So those are our first three. You ready? All right. Now let's get to four and five. Number four, the Lakers, they do this well. They need to dominate the paint and at the rim. Denver doesn't have a rim protector on this team, okay? They're more perimeter-oriented defense since, I believe, the middle of December. Denver's a top-10 defensive team, but the one area where they're vulnerable is they give up 69%. Nice. 69% (laughs) at the rim, Cappy. Mm -hmm. And that's where the Lakers' bread is buttered. Well, coming up a little bit later on, George, I plan on explaining to you the mindset of LeBron James on Monday, May 15th, going into the Western Conference Finals starting tomorrow. And because, as you know, Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, I have a way of getting inside of LeBron's head, or at least I think I do. Uh, I'm going to give you where I think LeBron's head is at, specifically regarding playing inside the paint. But you'll have to stay tuned for that. I know everybody's sitting on the edge of their seat. Yeah. Uh, Sako Adagian says the Nuggets. Uh, I'll get to this later, actually. Let me finish the keys. Sako Adagian? You're going to start and not give us Sako Adagian? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I'm just going to let him know I saw the tweet okay. and I'll get in the community, in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, which you could be a part of if you go to Twitter, go to the community section, and in the search bar, type Sedano and Cap. You can uh, apply for membership there. We're coming um, to you, Sako. Yeah. But. The last key, coaching differences. Darvin Ham versus Michael Malone. Okay. Now, while I don't think Michael Malone is as, obviously, as good or as experienced as Steve Kerr, he does have plenty of experience. He's also the son of a head, of a coach for a very long time, the great Brendan Malone. Um, he the is great a basketball. Brendan Malone? Yeah. Okay. I don't really... Are you doubting? Rem- no, it's not that I'm doubting it. It's just that the way you said the great Brendan Malone... I don't. I I just don't remember a lot of Brendan's. One career. of the great assistant coaches in the history of the NBA. Okay, Brendan so Malone. excuse me. I I didn't know the yeah. great assistant yeah. coach Brendan Malone. Sorry, coach. Yeah, yeah. we're on um, an apology he's, he's, tour today, so I might as well just say I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was with the Pad Bad Boy Pistons for you know oh, of plenty course. of time. My bad. Um, he was with the Indiana Pacers when they were playing yes. against the Lakers right, in, right, the, in right, the finals. Right. Uh, he was with the I believe I want to say Jeff Van Gundy with the Knicks too. Hundred percent. So he's been on. Oh, and Stan Van Gundy yes. uh, with the Magic yep. when the Lakers played the Magic in the finals. Okay. So his dad is one of like the like most famous assistant coaches in NBA history. Okay. So hence the great Brendan Malone. Um, Shout so out anyway. to you, coach. Yeah. Um, but I just still am skeptical about skeptical. Excuse me about Darwin. Uh, I actually just got a tweet from Costa Official Twenty Four, not to be confused with Costa Non Official Twenty Four, mm-hmm. um, who said I I could think of one unless I missed it. Sedano should apologize for saying Kerr will outcoach Darwin. Um, you know, I mean, I don't think Kerr outcoached Darwin, but I certainly don't think Darwin outcoached him. Uh, game two was a disaster, and Game Four was Lonnie saving them 
And he put in Lonnie in game three. So I, it's not like he made a move that we didn't see in game four um, previous to that. Um, I just think Darvin... I think Darvin has got two guys on this roster, particularly one guy who is incredibly experienced as a player. And he, you know, Rob has talked about it. They collaborate a lot on this roster and this team. Okay. From the front office to the two players and the coach. So while I think Darvin has done a nice job, um, I also think Steve, Steve's team just ran out of steam in a lot of ways too, you know? Uh, there's part of part partially that too, you know, like he didn't have any more guys to go to. Yeah, but, <laughs> so. I, but I will just say this, George. You know, look, Steve Kerr's resume, all these championships, right? And all with this team and all with this core of players. And we looked at the numbers and how many like 100 plus playoff games Steve Kerr had coached in versus Darvin Ham at the time who had like four or five playoff games as a head coach. Yes, Darvin Ham had experience as an assistant coach when they won in Milwaukee, but you know, his his playoff resume as a head coach is very, very limited. In the case of Michael Malone, he's been coaching the Denver Nuggets since like, I don't know what, 2019-ish, right? So he's he's been in the postseason. He's got 50-plus games in postseason underneath his belt as a head coach, but he hasn't done anything, really. They haven't been to the NBA championship. They haven't won an NBA championship. Really, I'm just looking at the numbers. He's 500 as a postseason coach. I don't know that Darvin Ham is at the deficit he was against Steve Kerr in this no. particular coaching match. No, but I do think that I, I do think that Brent uh, Brendan Michael Malone is a good coach, and I think that Michael Malone has more at his disposal. In my opinion, now it doesn't mean they're going to win the series because of that, but I do think he has more um, more chess pieces to play. Is what I would call it in a chess match. I need you to start saying opposite of everything you think. Why is that? Because I want you to put positive vibrations. I'm giving you the I'm giving you the straight poop, man. I ain't giving you any positive or negative vibrations. I'm telling you what I think. I know, and I'm cheerleading. Exactly. Okay. Just you wanna, can cheerlead. You want to make sure that's better clear. in a skirt anyway. Hey, listen. You know I, mean? I got nice legs. Yeah. Okay. Make no mistake. Yeah. Even at this advanced age, legs still looking decent. Okay. Good for you. Got no right. problem with that short skirt. So those are my five keys. There you go. They're very good, George. Very, very good five keys. Steve Mason, I know you're listening. Your seven keys are not better. When you add on and you get to 11 keys, it's not, that's very, that's concise keys is what that is. Yeah. Um, All right. So there you go. Those are the five keys. Coming up next, though, uh, let's tackle this series a little more. Let's talk about the historical context of what's happening here with the Lakers. And let's get into the disaster that was Doc Rivers and what the East will look like here as the Lakers, um, the Nuggets, the Heat, and the Celtics are our final four. That's coming up next. We're back in about two minutes.